You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into another exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show pound for pound the heaviest podcast on the fantasy market as always it's your boys king josh josh the king big rome and the fantasy fish what the fuck's up how's it going so week two happened or is currently happening we got the uh detroit green bay game going on right now and is green bay bad they're good but is De- or is detroit just better than we thought i think detroit's just better but I think Detroit might be a little bit better also. And I hope they win for that guy's bet. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, for, <laughs> bet you know what? I, I tweeted $25 to win, to win what? $750,000? Yeah, I, I tweeted it out. So some guy on bet MGM, he made a 16 game parlay. He bid 25 bucks. If he, if Detroit wins, he will win $726,959. Holy shit. So I, I'm a big Detroit Lions fan tonight. Come on, Detroit. One pride. <laughs> If that guy hasn't already died of heart attack. Oh, I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. So uh, for today's slate, we got the uh, news and noise from around the league. And we got your week two pinks and stinks. And we got your waiver wire pickups coming into week three. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right in. So Rome, your boyfriend, Trey Sermon, concussion, rushed one time for eight yards, but then exited the game. And... Uh, Looking like it could be doubtful for week three. Dude, it was pathetic. It was pathetic. Just all around, I think, for the 49ers getting hurt again. They're down to they're down to picking up. I'm sure you'll touch on it here in a minute, but down to picking up Lamar Miller and uh and Duke fucking Johnson. Yeah, that uh, was uh We're just, here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah, that that was my uh, the the next the follow up was the 49ers are bringing in Duke Johnson and Lamar Miller. So now the the injured running backs for the 49ers, it's uh let's see where I have it right here. All of them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, but, like literally all of them. So it was Jamichael Hasty has an ankle injury. Elijah Mitchell hurt his shoulder, but he did come back. Um so right now it looks like it's only Trenton Cannon and Elijah Mitchell, but Elijah Mitchell's banged up. They're worried about Trey Sermon. So, uh, God, man, like who do you who do you trust in that backfield? Uh, moving on, Alexander know, Madison. He should be one hundred percent rostered because Dalvin Cook is one hundred percent rostered. But uh, Cook went out of the game a couple times, so definitely keep an eye out there for Alexander Madison. Um, definitely. Uh, let's see, Rondale, these are actually my waivers. Deontay Johnson, he avoided a major knee injury week two against the Raiders, they're saying. Although he was writhing in pain at the end of the game when it didn't matter. And uh, since I have him in various fantasy leagues, there's a chance that he's going to be hurt long-term, so keep an eye on that because I am the true. A lot of a lot of, a lot of guys claim to be the fantasy Grim Reaper, but it's it's definitely me. Uh, just, but a, a, a big day of injuries though. Andy Dalton, he hurt his knee. Uh, the bears reporters have been saying that it's not anything major, like an ACL tear or anything, but it's definitely not small news. So keep an eye on that. 
Jarvis Landry, he's considered week to week with a knee injury as well. So <laughs> keep an eye on that. Deshaun Watson, he's already been ruled out to play in week three. But Davis Mills might end up being the quarterback because Tyrod Taylor came up with a bad hammy injury. And it did not look good when it happened. What happens if Mills goes down? Do you think they're going to have to play Watson? No, because I think Watson's going to be oh out of scratch. He's going to be in street clothes. Yeah. No, I know that, but I'm just saying uh, if Mills goes down in this game, Tyrod Taylor doesn't come back. Who no, else do they have? They're, they're calling up the old Jeff Driscoll from the practice squad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the old right. gunslinger, Jeff Driscoll. God damn. Old Driscoll. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, he had a rib injury. Uh, the MRI didn't reveal any major issues, but definitely, God, just Carson Wentz, he sprained both ankles. I mean, I, I didn't know that was possible, but he hurt both of them. So good, good for him on that one. Texans rookie yeah. Nico Collins is expected to miss three to four weeks with a shoulder injury. I don't think anyone's really playing him, but something to keep an eye on. Josh Jacobs, he is very questionable for the week three game. Uh, Kyle Shannon. Oh, here's another one for you, uh, Rome. Kyle Shannon also confirmed that TJ Yeldon is going to come to work out for the 49ers. Well, hell, there you go. Good old TJ. That's how you Yeldon. know you're bad. If TJ Yeldon is getting called in for play, that's how you know it's not looking too good. Yeah, I'm not sure. My, my 49er or my 49er to the Super Bowl might be in jeopardy here. Boys and telling you, Rams to the moon. Rams to the moon. <laughs> Eagles have placed tight end Zach Ertz on the COVID herpes list. So get Dallas Goddard to the moon, I guess, maybe. Wide receiver Amari Cooper is going to be further evaluated for the rib injury. They're saying it's closer to a bruise than a fracture, but again, you don't like hearing that. That's not fun to hear. I think that's really about it. I don't have much else. Oh, Rams coach Sean McVay says Daryl Henderson has rib cartilage injury, but they have hope and optimism with him that he will be uh, ready to practice on Friday. That'll round out the news. Unless I'm pretty sure that's just about everything. I don't think I missed anything that big. No, you nailed it. So it feels so good for your shocking players. You get two in the pink, one in the stink. For those of you that are new, thank you for joining us. Getting a little sexual. You know, football turns you on, gets you all hot and bothered, as we talked about in the preseason. So, your pinks and stinks of the week from us, Rome. Who is your first pink of the week? My first pink of the week, and I'm just going to get it all nice and stuck up in there, Kyler Murray. All right, I know this, is, this isn't anything new or shocking. or Kyler Murray, 29 for 36 for 400 yards passing. Three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions. If he can kind of wrangle those down a little bit, it'll be okay. But he also added 31 yards on the ground and a touchdown. This fucking guy is scoring four touchdowns a week, and I almost feel like that might be a lock. It's, it's, it's crazy, his potential. It's funny because we, we talked about it last night uh, when we were talking on the phone, and... uh I was like, you know, you guys said I was crazy when I said Kyler Murray was the quarterback one. And you were like, no, it's still Mahomes. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I like I like what I'm seeing from Kyler. So yeah, you, you were right. Definitely, definitely. Fish, who's your uh who's your first pink of the week? 
All right, my first pink is Derrick Henry. Uh, mm. Also not a surprise, but he bounced back from his poor performance last week. 35 rushes, 182 yards. They almost hit 200 yards just rushing. Three touchdowns. Added six receptions for 55 yards, which is good to see they're actually kind of involving him in the passing game for a good chunk of targets there. Great performance. Like I said, bounce back to be expected from him, but it was concerning after week one, and it was good to see that. You know, it really bummed me out because it affected Tannehill's game, but goddamn, just you cannot stop that, man. I, I saw a great picture on Twitter that someone created. I, I, I don't, I don't want to... I should have retweeted it when I saw it, but they uh, superimposed the juggernaut armor on Derrick Henry because that man is just straight up unstoppable. Man, you know he was kind of. It, it didn't start that fast for him though. It took a while. He was. He really didn't perform that well early, and then all of a sudden it's like the second half. Somebody prodded him in the ass or something because man, dude caught fire. Well, I mean. Uh, as of now, because of that massive performance that he had, despite the shit game he had in week one, he's the running back one in fantasy right now because he was just so goddamn dominant last yesterday. Yeah, man, 40-plus points. It's like, good Lord. <laughs> he's not even – as not a quarterback. Hey. You know what's – could you I, – I, it had to have happened, but could you imagine if you had that performance with Derrick Henry and you happened to lose? <laughs> I mean, uh, my first pink of the week – Cooper Cup, goddamn man, like on fire last week with uh, Matt Stafford. Nine catches for 163 yards and two touchdowns. He's currently sitting at the wide receiver one position in fantasy. And, you know, I got to say, I was telling you last night, Rome, it made me sick to my stomach because in every draft where I took Robert Woods, Cooper Cup was still available because I thought Woods was going to be the guy. But, man, Cooper Cup just absolutely destroying everybody and making it look easy. So, I mean, I'm loving what I see from the Rams. I mean, Matt Stafford, I mean, he he didn't play a full game or full season. Actually, no, he did play a full season last year. Two years ago, he missed games. I mean, even though he played 16 games last year, he could still be, in my opinion, he should be candidate for comeback player of the year just because he's just completely revamped that career. Yeah. So, I, I love what I'm seeing. So, Rome, who else has got you all turned on this week? All right, well, my second pink here. Let me get this finger all nice and wedged in there. I'm not going to go far. I'm not going to go far. I'm As a matter of fact, I'm going to stay in Arizona. I think Rondell Moore put together one. He's put together two pretty good weeks. My big thing for him, I love the target share that he's getting in this offense. He was he had seven receptions out of eight targets, 114 yards, and caught that touchdown. What I think Rondell Moore brings to this offense is, first of all, it's going to make this running game extinct. I'm not sure how how much I enjoy Edmonds or Connor, especially with this addition of Rondell Moore, because he just he adds a variant to the offense that that speed that just kills. I, I can't get enough of Rondell Moore right now. Well, he he looks excellent out there. I mean, he he looks like the um... Yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson and all those guys kind of skewed the opinion on rookie running backs last year, but Rondale Moore could very well be that rookie wide receiver that you wish you would have drafted and tried to get him in every and any league that you had. Uh, Fish, Fish, who else? You- My second player that's got me hot and bothered here, putting it right in the pink, 
is Tyler Lockett. 11 targets for 8 receptions for 178 yards and a touchdown. His snap count went from 85% of the snaps to 93% of the snaps. I think what we saw is last week, Russell Wilson came out and said, all right, I only targeted you five times and you had two touchdowns and 100 yards. Let's see what happens when I double it. And he damn near doubled everything except for the touchdowns. It was a fantastic game. The consistency that he has lacked in the past has been there the first two weeks. And if he can keep that up, then that's going to be one heck of a steal. Absolutely. Yeah, def- definitely. I I love Lockett because, I mean, a lot of people, you know, because DK Metcalf seemed to be the big-bodied, over-the-top guy. People were sleeping on Tyler Lockett, and, you know, he's got he's got a good rapport with Russell Wilson. He's tiny. He's shifty. He's quick. I, I love Tyler Lockett. I, I actually I wish I had him in more leagues. The only thing I always worry about is that cliff – on the back half of the season that Seattle always seems to fall down. But who knows, maybe maybe this is the year that it, it, it doesn't happen. My second pink of the week, it's not shocking to me. It, it was it, We were just hoping that it would come back around, but Cortland Sutton getting, uh, getting some play out there with Jerry Judy gone, going nine catches for 159 yards. I mean, it, it was he was such a dominant piece before the injury despite bad quarterback play now he's just going out there and absolutely just he looked great looks like that knee isn't bothering him anymore which uh which is definitely good news but I mean he had 12 targets I mean this man was getting featured he doubled Noah Font's targets I mean it's just you love to see that so I mean if if you have Sutton, fire that man up. He's just because I in one of the leagues I was hesitant to start him. I almost I just I had to play him out of necessity. But I'm I'm like this is great. This is awesome. This is what we were hoping for, and it's great to see that you know the young player is seemingly healthy. So, uh, you know what else was good about that is yeah. Teddy Bridgewater flung it down the field. That's what we were yeah. concerned about was that he was gonna just. Dink and dunk, short passes, and he and he threw it down there. He, he let it go. He's adjusting. He's adjusting his game. You're right. Yeah, exactly. He nailed it. He's adjusting his game, especially with the loss of Judy. Right. So yes. he lost Judy, and now he's completely adjusting that game to really feature the strength of Sutton. It's a great point, Fish. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yeah, and then you know what? Bonus pink because it feels so good, and it's happening right now. Aaron Jones, goddamn, 17 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Six catches for 48 yards and three touchdowns. So those of you that are bad at math, that is four touchdowns tonight. So, goddamn, man. Like, I, I guess uh, yeah, that's that's nice. I had another bonus one for you that we don't usually touch on a lot. Buffalo defense shut out yeah. Miami. They had not a lot of sacks, but a few turnovers. But what was nice was they turned the ball over in the red zone where you were about to, you know, lose those shutout points. Anytime you can get a defense to shut out a team, it's just an added bonus. It's not to be expected almost ever. Well, I mean, it also helped that Tua got hurt and then Jacoby smoked brisket came in and absolutely belly flopped all over the field. But, you know, shutouts, but you're right. Shutouts don't happen very often. So, and then in our, in our home league, you know, you get, massive point differential if you have a shutout. So, I mean, God, if you had Buffalo yeah, in, I had in that him. league. So you're loving I had life him. Right I, I started them. 
I started them over New Orleans at 10.59, which is a minute before the game starts my time. And I still lost. 33 points still lost. <laughs> well, it, I, I, it can't always be tacos and strippers, my friend. <laughs> it should be, though. <laughs> you know what? We'll throw in one more bonus pink because Dur- Director Ross wanted uh, us to mention it. But Mike Evans, well, I guess you could even throw in Tom Brady. Fuck, Fountain of Youth over there. But Mike Evans, he led the team in targets with nine, caught five for 75 yards and two touchdowns. So for those of you that were completely freaked out over Mike Evans, myself slightly included, I I thought that just too many mouths to feed and Evans was the touchdown guy. But sure enough, he was the touchdown guy this last Sunday and, you know, good for him on that. So just as I just said, it's not always rainbows and strippers. The shocker also does imply that there is a stink. So, Rome, you hit us with your first stink of the week. All right, I'm going to hit you with this stinky piece of shit, and it's going to pain me to do it because I got to put my boy, George Kittle, up there. I'm not sure what's going on with this offense. I don't know. I don't know who to blame. I don't necessarily want to blame the injury to the running backs because he's just kind of next man up. They can They can produce. George Kittle is supposed to be the feature of this offense. And apparently that switched over to good old Debo because four receptions on four targets for 17 yards might be the most pedestrian I've ever seen George Kittle produce. I, I mean, I was, I was heartbroken to see it as a, as a 49er fan, but also just fantasy relevance, man, he, he, for what you spent out to get Kittle, most likely this can cost you games. Yeah, the the fact that he was a top three draft pick or top, I'm sorry, top within the first three rounds, you know, you lost out on major, major pieces to your fantasy lineup with taking Kittle, which sometimes, you know, you want to get that that real difference maker in tight end. But when you get what did he get? He got less than three points. I mean, that's you could have played Eric Ebron. (laughs) You know, you could have picked up any of these waiver tight ends to get three points. It's just it does break your heart to see that, especially in a game that should have been high scoring, but just was a bad game all the way around. I mean, San Francisco came away with the win, but at what cost? At what cost? Yeah. Fish, who who else uh, who else is gross this week? All right, let's keep it in um, this heartbreaking realm here and talk about my New Orleans Saints. We could put all the whole goddamn team there, but I'll signal out one player, and that's Alvin Kamara. The Saints were doing the stink. They got their shit pushed in. There's no other way to explain it. They Alvin Kamara had eight rushes for five yards, adding on four receptions for 25 yards. I don't know that I'm, I'm hoping as a Saints fan that this is just was just bad game planning. They, I know Sean Payton and Teddy or Teddy uh, James Winston came out and said that this was kind of a direct result of a bad. Uh, game not game plan but protection protection plan on the offensive line but it was pretty bad i mean it was yeah. terrible there's no other way to put it uh they, they were missing a bunch of coaches there's no excuses no matter what you're missing that that was one of the worst performances they've ever had in a long time yeah well they they got caught with their pants down and you know i took new orleans in a parlay and that totally fucked me so just you know th- thank you new orleans for that i appreciate it <laughs> my uh my stink of the week, Dak Prescott, you know, in a plus matchup where he absolutely went off last week 
against a much better Tampa Bay defense, you know, throwing for 403 yards and three touchdowns. Came out against the Chargers, 237 yards in a pick. No rushes, got sacked a couple times, you know, no touchdowns. That's the biggest part, especially because you took Dak fairly early. You know, and then Director Ross made out the point, and I'll, I'll call it out too. Justin Herbert, he could also be kind of a bonus stink because – and I think that also affects Ross more directly because he has Herbert in a couple leagues, but – it, it it sucks. I mean, he, he did throw for 338 and a touchdown, so that's okay. But two interceptions, and some of them were bad interceptions. It was just it was not a good game at all. But Dak Prescott, you know, you expect much better from him because you drafted him within the first, what, five rounds or so. I think he was the fourth, fifth quarterback off the board. So And again, high-powered offense, 400 yards, three touchdowns in week one against a very good Tampa Bay defense. You know, and I love the Chargers. I, I am the resident Charger fan, and I'll, I'll admit, you know, just I, I I expected a much higher fantasy output for that game, but that was just a gross game with bad officiating and, and everything else and just was not a fun game at all. I that, that game was very tough to watch. Looks like, Fish, you got a bonus stink, it looks like. Yeah, here. I got a bonus for you, and this is kind of to be expected, and this kind of falls back on Ross's bonus for his pink and that's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, one reception for 17 yards. I'm not. Like, let me check and see how many times he was targeted, but it was not a, uh, not a lot. He's targeted three times. I think this is going to be something that you might see a lot in Tampa Bay. And don't don't hold too much water on it. I think you could still play these guys. There's just going to be someone's going to be left out of the mix every week. It's just hard when Tom Brady threw five touchdowns that none of them went to Antonio Brown. Well, two of them or four of them went to two players, right? So, yeah, two to Evans, two to Gronk. Yeah, you know what, Rome? We were talking about it before the show started. Gronk's a thing again. Yeah, you know? I think he is. I, I remember uh, before the Sunday kickoffs, my brother texted me and you know, more or less said, "Like, can I play Gronk?" And I said. I think so. I mean, their their game plan was very successful against Dallas. I don't see why they would change it. And he basically had the same stat line again. You know, in week one, he went eight for 90 with two touchdowns. Week two, I mean, not as many yards, but also not as many targets, but four for 39 and two touchdowns. So, I mean, Gronk is very much going to be a part of it, as long as he stays healthy. But he, he looks like Gronk of young. He does not look like old Gronk. Found some new life down there in Tampa. Yeah, he doesn't look as slow as he sometimes does when he's banged up. And he also, at least for me, he gained muscle tone and weight, a little bit of weight back. Because last year, dude, he looked like a shell of what he was in, in uh, New England. And it's like he's finally, he's finally looking like the Gronk we all remember. Definitely. So I guess that'll wrap it up for Pinks and Stinks, unless you boys got anyone else you want to bring up. But I think that yeah, I got one more stink. I got one more sure. stink. And again, this hurts me because I, I think he's going to be good. But uh, Lavishka Chenault. And I know there's this injury or whatever, even though it's come out and they said they're expecting him to play. But I mean, he had two receptions on seven targets. So I still like the target share. It's there. It's still there. But for minus three yards. Uh, Listen, I'm not sure what the fuck was going on other than like maybe Denver's defense is pretty fucking real. But I'm going to need a little bit more production out of Chenault week to week. You know, again, the seven the seven targets I like, but everything else is is definitely a stink. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. Their, their offense as a whole is concerning to me. They, yeah. I said it in the preseason, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is as ready as a lot of people made him out to be. I mean, 14 completions for 33 attempts. That's that's less than 50% of your passes. That's that's pretty bad. And he's got some good re- some good receivers out there. I understand that he's got a bad offensive line and whatnot. Two interceptions also. I mean, I know he's a rookie, but he's got to play better for production to come from receivers. Definitely. Agreed. So I think that'll wrap it up for pinks and stinks of the week. We're going to go ahead and take a look at some of your uh, waiver wire pickups for week three. I'm actually looking them up right now. This one, it's shocking to me because, okay, so if a player, in theory, if a player is 100% rostered, their handcuff should be 100% rostered. Not, I mean, not always true because, you know, there, there are certain players where you don't know who the handcuff is. But Dalvin Cook, the often injured Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, we know that he is the backup there. I'm looking it up right now on Sleeper. He is only 39% rostered. So pick that man up. He's Now, he's not available in any of our leagues. He, he is uh, definitely taken in all those. But 39% people, what the fuck? Get on that. Uh, Rondale Moore, your pink of the week, Rome. He's currently only rostered in 51% of leagues. So, goddamn. Get on him. Yeah. And then the one we talked about last week, too. Tim Patrick, he's had, so four for 39 and a touchdown two weeks ago. Last week, three for 37 and a touchdown. He's only rostered in 34% of leagues. So, again, that get on that. This is one that I, I wanted to point out. Uh, Kirk Cousins. So, if you need a quarterback, let's say you had, I don't know, if you're me, you have Ryan Tannehill, and he's been playing like shit last couple weeks, or one of these banged up quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins, he's currently a top 10 quarterback in fantasy. He's only rostering 54% of leagues. So he he's widely available. This one hurts me the most, though. I He's almost like my Lord Voldemort, like we don't say his name. But Daniel Jones, he is, because of Aaron Rodgers' performance tonight, he is now currently sitting at the quarterback five in fantasy. And he is only 22% rostered. And Fish, you brought up the point in our pre-show talk. You know, he's rushing for almost 100 yards a game. Well, actually, no. Week one, it was 27, but he had a touchdown. Then last week, 95 yards and a touchdown. So, go ahead. Yeah. As Director Ross calls him, Vanilla Vic, right? He's he's performing well for fantasy purposes. I mean, he's not necessarily performing well for his team, but he's starting to consider as a streaming option moving forward, especially depending upon the matchup. And he's in a bad division. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Tony Pollard, again. You know what? Tony Pollard's interesting to me because, in my opinion, he outperformed Zeke. And I, I know, Rome, that hurts you because you're a big uh, big Zeke honk, which is fine. But Tony Pollard, you know, 13 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown, three catches for 31 yards. As of right now, he is sitting at the as the running back nine in fantasy. So he's a top 10 running back. He's only 61% rostered. And this man is basically, well, I mean, stat-wise, he's an RB1. But realistically, he's in that RB2 flex range right now. You could play him every week right now. Yeah, he has standalone value already. Week yeah. one, I don't, I don't know what his stats were in week one, but it wasn't that, it wasn't as impressive. But if they... Three for 14 and four, yeah. 
Yeah, Go if ahead. they kind of ride this performance and give him a little more opportunity, like he definitely has standalone value. Yeah. Another one to keep an eye on. Oh, actually here, right here. We, we were talking about how defenses aren't always, but Carolina defense, they're the number five defense on the year. You know, held New Orleans to only seven points, only gave up 14 to the Jets. I mean, their upcoming schedule next week, they're taking on Houston. So they'll, they'll probably be the number one picked up defense this week. But then Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Giants, Atlanta. So, I mean, you could definitely do worse, but they're playing really good football right now. They're actually shutting teams down. Yeah. We got Cordero Patterson. He was, you know, it's funny, man. He looked good. It's He's their best running back right now. He's better than Mike Davis, at least. Seven carries for 11 yards, but he had a touchdown. Then he had five catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. He did fumble, but, I mean, he's looking faster. He's going out there. You know, he's out playing uh, old Mike Davis over there. Plus, in most formats, he's a running back and a wide receiver. There's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're in a, a non-flex league or a one-flex league, you could play him in your running back or your wide receiver slot. And with all the injuries, goddamn, man, like couldn't hurt to have a guy with that kind of versatility. That's why, like you a couple years back, Taysom Hill was so popular because you could play him as your tight end, even though he was a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you could take advantage of that, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, we got Hunter Renfro, especially in PPR. I, I like his value. He's averaging eight targets a game, but. You know, six for 70 in week one, five for 57 last week against uh, Pittsburgh. He's very much getting involved. He's only 13% rostered out there. So that man is definitely available to you. So, yeah, just is there anyone else you guys want to bring up on? I mean, we just gave you yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I had a couple. I had a couple here. Let's see. Uh, Derek Carr, if you're streaming quarterbacks, I don't know where he, where he is at quarterback overall, but. Currently for the, ten. for the season, he's sitting at 817 yards, four touchdowns, 48 fantasy points. He's doing it against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Mm. That's pretty impressive. And he's got a kind of easier sledding coming up. Now, he is Derek Carr, so he probably will end up having that game where he gets four points. <laughs> but so far, he hasn't shown that. And he's starting to spread the ball around a little more, which is nice. He's not – it wasn't just the Darren Waller show, and he was still getting that performance this week. Yeah, that that's definitely one. And actually, as I'm looking right now, he's only 29% rostered, and he's cor- currently sitting as the quarterback 10 on the year. So, I mean, he's definitely worth a shot. And to me, he's more appealing than Daniel Jones, even though he's uh, – God, it just it hurts <laughs> me to say that because I yeah. – I do not I think like there's that, more man. consistency from Carr from a passing perspective, but the rushing upsides where Daniel Jones really gets his gets his. And then the other one I had is Kendrick Osborne. He may have been picked up a little more since his good performance last week. But this week he had six targets, five receptions, ninety one yards, and touchdown. He's looking good. Oh, he, I didn't bring that he's, man up, yeah. He's sucking the life out of Justin Jefferson right now. I think that those some of those targets is where Jefferson would have got targets. Last yeah, season. You're right, though. He uh, And you mean K.J. Osborne, not Kendrick Osborne. Uh, That's Kendrick's, okay. his, Kendrick's his real name. Oh, well, in the app, he's as K.J. But okay, then, he's yeah. averaging he's averaging uh, seven targets a game. Week one, seven for 76. 
Last week, five for 91 and a touchdown. He's currently sitting at the run, or I'm sorry, wide receiver 18 on the year. You know, a lot of mouths to feed, but Adam Thielen is still getting it done. So you could easily, and plus, like I said, you know, Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback right now, too. So I, I, and then if Dalvin Cook is hurt or there's some sort of issues there, then they're going to be forced to passing. Plus, their defense is bad right now. So they have to throw the ball. And it looks like there's plenty of mouths to feed in, in, in Minnesota, but there's plenty to go around. So if if he's available, pick that man up too. Yeah, they're scoring a lot of points. So yeah, there are a lot of mouths to feed, but you know they're all eating right now. So, side note: I'm sad that Detroit's not going to beat Green Bay. I'm sad for that man. Yeah, <laughs> just, at least it was only twenty five dollars. Somebody should buy that guy lunch because he's going to be having a very hard day tomorrow. You know what? I think if you make a bet like that. And you don't get it. It's yeah, it sucks, but it's like ah, fuck it. It it was probably very exciting yesterday, though. What? Here's my question: What would the payout be? Two questions: What would the payout be if he took Green Bay instead? And then what would the payout be if he took a fifth? Because if it was a 15 game parlay and he hit, he probably would still be up like four hundred thousand dollars. It would yeah, it would still be a very substantial amount of money. Because I remember years ago yeah. I made Poor an guy. eight team parlay as an ocho on uh in hockey. I bet ten bucks and it paid out eight hundred dollars. Yeah, the so. best I've done on like a parlay is I did a trifecta on a horse race and it hit, and I ended wow. up winning like thirteen hundred dollars on like ten bucks. Yeah, and I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just guessing. It was crazy. <laughs> there you go. I think I've talked about all I really wanted to cover today. I I think uh, this is a good part to wrap it up. Uh, somewhat of a shorter show this week but that's okay it's still good content for you guys especially plenty of guys to talk about on waivers you know again some of the names and and we'll i'll I'll make sure uh to tweet out what names we want you to pick up again because we did cover quite a few players but hey you know thanks so much for listening guys we appreciate the support you know send in your questions to or get us on twitter socials i'm sorry where am i i'm, I'm watching a football game and trying to do this at the same time but get us on socials at filthy fball show on twitter at filthy fantasy football show on instagram send in your emails to filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com and again thank you so much for listening guys we appreciate you best of luck make them waiver claims good night king josh josh the king big roll fancy fish have a good one y'all